He'll throw it back. Touchdown! Weinhold with the kill. And Warner wins the set. Fade away by Moores. Welcome to In Play. I'm Craig Maddock. There's been some great football high school dynasties over the years in South Dakota. We started the football playoffs in 1981. You know, and since that time, you know, you've seen Tripp. They had three in a row back in the 80s in Class 9B. You had Freeman with three in a row back in the late 90s. That was in Class 9A. Canastota has been really good with some dynasties. Bridgewater, Emory, Ethan. They've had some great uh, some dynasties. Hamlin with three in a row in Class 11B. You know, in Class 11 AA, when it comes to football, not one school had three titles in a row until Pierre did it, and they've done it the last three years. And of course, in the biggest class in the 11 AAA, Sioux Falls, Washington did three in a row. But nobody has done what West Central has been able to do in their history six in a row. 11 and 15 years, just a complete dynasty. They they made 15 appearances over 22 years from 1993 to 2015. What a great dynasty, West Central. So we wanted to find out from the guys that were involved with that dynasty, what it was like, the work that it took, and some of the stories it took. And by golly, the first coach that took him into those great dynasties, Jim Utech, more than 230 wins. He's 40-plus years of coaching football. And, and Jim, thank you for, for joining us today. Does that bring a few memories back when I tell you, like, 11 titles in 15 years? Those were the good old days. <laughs> the good old days. Well, you know, you started uh, at West Central back in the uh, early 70s. When did you get into the football program at West Central? I was doing basketball and football in AD and the whole works when I got there, and it, uh, you know, somehow I thought I was a basketball coach. You know, we had some great years in those early 70s. I had a 76 team that I still know all the all the players. A lot of them are still live here in town, help out with the programs. Uh, so, you know, in those early years, it was really great. And in 1981, we got a new field, and uh, and I, we never had, in my time, we never had a losing season regular season from 1981 to 2004 when I left. So we've always had a lot of success, and it's pretty much contributed to the success of the coaches I managed to collect after a period of time, you know. But you weren't getting to the Dome from 1981 until 1993. Uh, You made it to the Dome for the first time. Why didn't... West Central make it to the Dome in those first 12 years that we had the playoffs? We had some, like, I know 82, 81, 82, 82, 83, 84. We were 8-1 in every one of those years. And uh, we kept getting running into uh, Brandon Valley. And that was during Mike Kleinman's time, if you remember. Uh-huh. And then uh, in the later 80s, you know, it was us and Vermillion who would always come down to maybe the two best teams in the state, and we were, they would always beat us out. In 90, 91, 92, you had the uh, Jason Leader years, and he was as good an athlete as I've ever gone against. And Gary Culver, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I always tell everybody, you know, how, you know, what turned it around. And I said, well, 
you know, Mike Kleinbitz moved up to AA, and Harvey Niles retired, and Bill Kaplan retired. <laughs> <laughs> they got out of the way for you, didn't they? <laughs> Cam, you know, with Burdell was always, you know, they weren't always the number one, but man, they were always solid. Everybody played that, that ball control. And so I learned a lot from those people because if you have the ball, you can keep their good athletes off the field, you know? The wing tee, we all know that that is the staple of West Central during those those great years. Uh, why the wing tee, and when did you first decide that that was going to be what your offense was going to be? Well, we ran a lot of early. We ran because I started, you know, winning with Hardy, and so we ran a lot of power eye in Nebraska, kind of idea, you know, and uh, with a lot of belly option. And then in '87, you know, I. I became good friends with Steve Keeter, and I kept watching O'Gorman, and I finally yielded to the point tee, and we started going to uh, Gorman camp, and we would spend our summer camp, and Steve had great influence on me because, you know, it was great for us because we'd go into Sioux Falls, and we'd see the O'Gorman kids, they'd dress look just like us, you know, they were in the Super Bowl. And uh, we managed to get a little more confidence, and... Uh, so by the time we hit the, the 90s, we had it installed in all our classes, you know, in all our grades. And after after we got it rolling, you know, all those years, we had kids graduate, start the little kids out. They were all running our stuff. So it was really kind of unique. And, uh, you know, I just had great coaches at every level. Why was the wing tee so successful for West Central when a lot of other schools didn't even try it? Well, for us, it was... You could get by with smaller kids. You you got a lot of pulling guards. Even there's one tackle you refer to as a fast tackle. And, and, and you know, realizing in all those years, we had some teams that weren't very big. You know, our lines were maybe 155 to 180-pound kids and really good wrestlers and quick. And with the wing tee, you did a lot of pulling. You were able to talk on the line and switch assignments. And so there wasn't anything where you just had to come up and like this individual, you were able to switch assignments, adjust to things, and halftime we could get things straightened out. And, and uh, with Steve's help, I was able to uh, put it in. And then, you know, as the years grew, we just grew better with him. So did my coaches. What was it like after 1993? You you uh, won your first title. You, you lost in the the championship the following year. You didn't make it in 95, but then the run began. You win three in a row, Vermilion wins in 99, then you win six titles in a row. What was it like winning nine titles in, in a short period of time, 10 years? Yeah, the 93, you know, was really – I had such a great bunch of kids. And if you remember the playoff, you know, the system was, was being adjusted all the time. And, you know, we had – one of the better records, but we had to travel to Madison to get to the state. And we just, you know, we beat a very good Madison team and then got there and won in triple overtime over winter, which was unbelievable. And then the next year was 94, which was really a, a sour note for me because I had a, my son was playing quarterback and, and we were 9-0 and and got beat by Douglas. And I learned in that one game you can't be conservative when you get there. You know, you've got, you got one shot at this. And so if you got everything, you know, let it hang out. 
you know, the kids have worked hard, had confidence in, they got confidence in you, just go for it, you know. And, you know, early in the year, you're always a little more conservative, but after that one loss, and then, of course, the, the next year, we, 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 we struggled a little bit, and we didn't get in the weight room like we should have, and I vowed that, that from then on, you know, we were going to be good, and I was going to be in the weight room, they were going to be in the weight room, and that is one of the reasons I couldn't go on when I finally gave it up to Kent. I just, the weight room just finally got to me. You know, I was there in the morning, at night, I was there after track, and, uh, you know, so to get to those years where we won all the time, it was a lot of hard work from the kids and our coaching staff, and we had 36 in a row there one time, and and I remember getting beaten, and uh, we came back and still won it that year. So it just it wasn't always, I think, that we had the best players or coaches. Uh, we were always maybe the best team. We played well together at the end, grew as the season went, and, and the confidence built, you know, and it was kind of contagious. <laughs> He's Jim Utek. He was the West Central football coach. He was in the system for 40-plus years and a dynasty of West Central. They had won three in a row in the late 90s, and they win six in a row after being out of the Dome for a year. Joins us here on In Play. I'm Craig Maddock. What was it like during the six-year run? Was there pressure? Did the kids feel pressure constantly winning? I mean, you won 36 in a row. Then I think the streak went to like 45 or 47. Was there pressure on the team, and how did how did you keep the team motivated from from that for that win streak? Well, you know, I think I don't know if the kids really felt the pressure. You know, just we just took them one at a time, and and I always felt I I felt pressure because I always felt like you know that uh, I needed to do the best job I could for the for the group that came, and we always preached the same thing that you know at the end of that year you. You guys really haven't done anything, you know. <laughs> uh, the seniors from last year are the ones that kind of have that title, you know. You guys need to step up and live in your own time. And, and yes, it's such great kids. I mean, I, I was going to mention kids, you know, man, I must have had 40 backs <laughs> that I could mention in, in the linemen. And we always all stayed guards because we always, we had kids that were willing to move from a back to guard or tackle. Our model was team above self, and our kids really loved it. They were willing to do what was necessary for the best part of the team. And uh, I never really had a life. Uh, <laughs> I watched video, you know, 24-7. And, of course, then, uh, unfortunately, everybody kind of grew into that mode, like Del Rapids, as you know, mm-hmm. you know, started paying the price, and they kept coming along in Madison. So uh, there was a period of time where we kind of owned things because – we just tried to outwork everybody. I, my one thing I would tell the kids is I'm not the best coach in the state, but I will work harder than any coach in the state. And I always thought I owned up to it. And then I always told our kids that they would work harder than any other. So I think that's where it came down to just trying to outwork everybody and forget about the wins and losses. Jim, you were the head coach, and then you had Kent Mueller as your defensive coordinator on staff. When did you decide Kent Mueller was going to be your defensive guy? Well, I had some great coaches like Corey Knight and, you know, 
but I always was so selfish and, <laughs> and untrusting, and I ran everything myself. And I finally got to the point where I realized this was wearing on me. <laughs> and uh, so uh, Kent was working, believe it or not, at uh, Farmland, and I, I needed a freshman coach. I went in there and I talked to him into coming out and helping. And then, of course, Peter, you know, he's... Every time I had a camp with Keeter, I worried more about how many. Didn't worry as much about the balls when I left, because if I had all the kids, you know, <laughs> Steve was a pretty good recruiter. <laughs> so, so Steve ends up picking up Kent, taking him into Sioux Falls, and then we had a basketball opening out here. So I managed to get him back away from O'Gorman out here, and then uh, he. He, we were running radar. I don't know if you remember that, but uh, yes, I do. <laughs> I, I, I credit that for, you know, much of that success with nine championships out of eleven years, uh, because people just couldn't practice it the way it was actually run, and so we would run radar. And we, it was a great deal of work, but 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 Kent was also in that because he was at a Gorman. and so. Uh, when Kent came, I finally just said, you know, Kent said, just get out of the way, you know, and I'll do a good job. And I said, okay, you know, we'll try that. And uh, he lived up to his part of bargain. He did a phenomenal job. And uh, all my championships, I don't, I think, you know, if we stop and really analyze it, I don't think we would have any without each other. You know, we were just a pretty good duo. Well, in 2004, you decided to step down as the head coach, and Kent Mueller became the head coach. Why did you uh, trade uh, positions? Because then you became the assistant coach at West Central. Yeah, well, you know, the AD job kept getting bigger, more more sports. I had to be at all the activities every night, and uh, the weight room was killing me, and I, I just decided that uh, it was probably best that I turn it over to Kent, and Kent said, you know, he said, well, you take it, and things wouldn't really change. I just, you keep the offense, I'll keep the defense, and well try to run the same stuff and so we just kind of made the switch and it allowed me to do the activities job and have a life a little bit. <laughs> it seems that football has become almost a year-round training sport here in South Dakota. You mentioned all the time you spent in the weight room. A lot of schools are doing it. What's the level of football like today compared to when you guys won your first title like in the mid-90s? Well, I think, you know, things haven't changed too much except that, that I think coaches are so much better, you know, prepared and so much work on it year-round instead of, you know, back in the way back, you know, you were a basketball coach and they said, by the way, can you coach football? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and now with the playoffs, that, of course, makes the big difference and the coaches have done such a better job. So I think that the big difference right now, of course, is, is a concern with concussions and, and the preparation of the coaches compared to the earlier years. You know, every, I don't think you find a, a, a program anymore without a great staff. At one time, the head coach did everything. He was a trainer, tape, line the field. You know, even the, it was unreal. But uh, now everything is so much more advanced. The thing that I do think, though, is the, there's still a, a need for kids to to be all around athletes, you know, because if you look at the teams that, you know, Van Leer over there, uh, Bridgewater Emory, 
you know, those teams, they, they have a good track program, wrestling, everything. You know what I mean? I'm just, I think kids need to be multi-sport to learn to compete, uh, and they don't burn out so much as well. And it's more of a exciting challenge when football comes around. Was 1997 maybe your best team? I mean, you didn't allow many scores at all. Your offense was unbelievable. I think you outscored. You had like 563 to 52 uh, during that season. You didn't let anybody score in the playoffs. Could that have been your best team? Well, you know, that's really, you know, just like a typical coach is always going to say, you can't, I can't really judge uh, you know, one team from another because they were all had their own identities. But 96, 97, 98, uh, that, that group of kids was, you know, unbelievably confident uh, and good. Uh, so I even made a comment once back there, and then everybody took it wrong, thought I was arrogant, which, of course, isn't possibly true. <laughs> but I, I'd, I'd made a comment that uh, anybody could have won a state championship in this group. <laughs> And it was true in the sense that... You might be right, Coach. You might be right on that one. <laughs> I know, but I made that comment because we had those kids out at halftime. My biggest concern was wondering if we were going to be able to sustain a four-quarter four game, you know? And uh, those guys, you know, they would just come out, play well, and, and we'd have the second and third team in there. And that's, of course, what helps build programs as well. You know, you just keep getting more experience. Jim, you still go to games. How do you watch him today? Now that you're not coaching and you still love West Central football, how do you watch the game today? Well, as far away from fans as I can be. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, you know, I just can't. It, it upsets me when you're screaming and yelling on calls in there on the other side of the field, you know. You can't possibly see that. But uh, I, I do enjoy going and watching and, and not having to make the the decisions and adjustments at halftime. But uh, it's a little painful when we're not being as well as we would hope. But uh, I think uh, Vincent is doing a, a good job as far as getting the attitudes coming around again. I think he'll get it squared away. During that streak of nine, 11 championships in 15 years, did you ever have a chance to go somewhere else? Or was West Central going to be the place you were going to stay? No, I had a few chances uh a couple times, you know, they were, first of all, a couple of more assistant jobs and into the SD, but uh, I just couldn't get over the assistant job. And, and I had kids that were growing up in West Central, and they uh, they really, you know, died the, the blue. And then uh, Mitchell a couple times, I you know, I was really thinking about going to Mitchell, but everybody kept telling me, you know, that you can't build it there because, Munson has them all out for basketball and you can't them out. And that, that always wore on me. I'd get real close to going, and then I'd think, oh, geez, if I can't get the kids out, it's going to be pretty tough to build anything, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Give me one, one other one memory of that time at West Central um, playing football. Maybe it was a team that didn't make it to the Dome. Um, you got one memory that always kind of sticks in the back of your mind. Oh, yeah, one that. You know, Holly, what's really amazing out of all those wins and stuff, as I was preparing to talk to you here, I was laying down and thinking about things, you know. You know, the things you remember, all the bad ones. <laughs> I can remember every fumble that that cost us on the way to the championship or, <laughs> you know, a call that I should have made. Uh, 
uh, differently. But the one that haunts me is uh, my last year when I was an assistant in 2013. Now it would have been 2014 because 2013 we won it. Beat Madison that year, yep. In 2014, we were we played the semifinals at Dells, and we played really well. And it was a war, just like all the Dells games. Back and forth, back and forth. There was a fumble, and that gave them a short field. They scored, and then we had like three minutes to take it down the field. We took it all the way down to the half yard line, and uh, I had one call. I mean, I, I didn't have a timeout. I had to make a call. And I made a call, and we got stopped. And that was uh, stopped us from going. And I would definitely not call that again. <laughs> Do you think about that so, a lot? I think about that. When I think <laughs> about football, Alan come back and haunt me wow. every time. Wow, that's great. I mean, that was such a good group of kids. They deserve to win, you know. And you just have to be able to call the right thing when that, or at least give them a little bit of chance. And I don't think my call is very good. Welcome back to In Play. We're talking about football dynasties today. We've told you some of the dynasties over the years in South Dakota, but nobody's had six titles in a row or 11 in 15 years like West Central did. And we've talked to Jim Utek, the guy who started it at West Central. You know, he was there until 2004 as the head coach, but then decided, you know what, he was going to let his defensive coordinator become the head coach, and that is Kent Mueller. And Kent joins us on In Play. And Kent, of course, you're one of the very few guys that has a basketball and a football title to your name. Welcome to In Play. Well, thank you. And and just to make sure everybody understands, I have two basketball titles and back-to-back and two football titles back-to-back. So I think I'm the only one that fits in that in that group here. I think you are. I think you are. Speaking of basketball, though, basketball was – basically how you first met or ran into Jim Utech. Well, yeah, we were, we had talked earlier. Uh, Jim actually coached against me when I was still in high school at Freeman. And uh, so my junior and senior year, uh, Coach Utech was the basketball coach at West Central, and I was a player at Freeman High School. And then my uh, initially my assignment when I got the job at West Central was as head basketball coach, and Jim was gracious enough to uh, invite me on to and make me part of the football staff as well. So, yeah, it's it's funny how that all comes around. So you were going to be a basketball coach. Maybe you weren't thinking of being a coach in football uh, unless Jim Utech had come forward. Well, I, you know, when I started, I started in Edgemont, South Dakota back in 1985, and I was everything coach. I was head football, head basketball, head boys uh, and girls track when I was in Edgemont, and we spent two great years out there, and we had a situation where uh, Lynette, my wife's mother, uh, became uh, terminal, terminally ill with cancer. And uh, it kind of forced our hand, and, and we wanted to come back to be closer. And so when we came back, you know, I sent out applications everywhere. And, and you have to remember back in 
1987, uh, you know, you'd post a job for a teaching or coaching job in southeastern South Dakota, and you'd have 40, 50, 60 applications. And I got not a whiff <laughs> of anything. And uh, so I had taken a job with rural manufacturing selling livestock equipment out of the uh, Sioux Nation building there on Cliff Avenue. And in the uh, August of 1987, I got a phone call one night, and uh, this gruff voice on the other side said, Kent Mueller, this is Jim Utech. I need a freshman coach. Well, see you on Monday. <laughs> and uh, it was ironic because Mike Begaman had just taken the basketball job at O'Gorman. And he had already gotten a hold of me when he found I was coming back to this end of the state and asked me to be his sophomore basketball coach at O'Gorman. So for the next three years, uh, I worked for Jim that fall, went and worked for Mike then that winter at O'Gorman. Steve Keeter asked me to come on staff the following year at O'Gorman on the football program. <laughs> and, uh, of course, that was our 1988 O'Gorman team. So uh was there until eighty nine and then nineteen ninety I took the head basketball job at West Central and rejoined Jim uh on on staff there. You know, being a basketball coach, I mean you're spending a lot of time during the summer and you're constant it's a it's a year round position, but then you added football. How did you divide the time between basketball and football? Well, Jim was a great mentor. And uh, Jim was a great, as far as guiding me to balance all that. And uh, he always had said, you know, we are going to ask you for two hours a day when we're in season as far as practice. And when we're out of season, we're going to ask you to commit to the weight room three days a week. And uh, and then other than that, we're going to allow you to be kids. We're going to allow you to go hunting and fishing and do some of the things that kids do. And so he was a great guide in terms of balancing what we ask from our athletes and yet at the same time getting from our athletes. And so I've always uh, kind of respected that that. Uh, initial uh, guidance and, and, and applied it to my teams and, and my programs. And and obviously it worked really well for us. You were the defensive coordinator and you didn't allow a lot of points in those years. How did you decide what you wanted to do defensively? You did the radar a number of times, which a lot of schools well, don't do, but, but you did and had success with it. Well, it was, it, you know, so that – those two years I spent with uh, Steve at O'Gorman, they were running radar. So I, I really got in tune to what they were doing and how they did it. Jim, of course, uh, had already incorporated that into uh, the West Central program before I even got there. So uh, when I came, you know, I had some background both in the double wing and that we both ran and also in the radar that we both ran. And, uh, 
you know, I, I just, after that second year at West Central, I just said to Jim, I said, would you be comfortable just kind of cutting me loose and, and let me <laughs> go? Uh, and, you know, I think that... The that was a bold that, question. That was bold uh, back then. Yes. Well, <laughs> you know, and, and I think what we found was Jim got better as uh, an offensive coordinator and as a head coach because he he obviously became more and more comfortable with the job I was doing. And so that was just one thing less that he had to worry about. And I took great pride in in doing that for him and for us. And I, you know, I at the end of the day, I, you know, we came up with some crazy stuff. And and everything I did, I always bounced off him because at the end of the day, Jim was that complete coach. He he understood offense. He understood defense. And so when I was drawing up schemes and thinking of stuff I wanted to do, I would always bounce it off him and say, well, you know, if you saw this, what would you do? You know, and, and so that collaboration, that working together just made us a very successful duo. What was the culture like for football at West Central, the time that you were there as the assistant and the head coach? I, you know, I, I, it was other than my marriage and my family, you know, and, and, and I experienced great success in high school as well. It it was a phenomenal time. And, and I would say, you, we had our share of just super athletes. Don't get me wrong. We had, we had kids that went on and played at a high level in college and, and probably, you know, more than maybe a lot of schools our size, but I, I always, I always look back at West Central and I think this was just high school kids doing something they love to do, maybe having the best times of their life and having the opportunity to be super successful at something that, that they maybe wouldn't have had a chance to do somewhere else. And, and so we had a lot of overachievers, even though we were blessed with some great athletes, we had a lot of kids that just stepped up and were absolutely the best they could be. Um, and, and that maybe in other programs would have just been average Joe's and, and, and maybe, you know, not experienced the success they had at West central. 2011, I believe, was your last year for the Trojans? Uh, no, well, so I went till 29, uh, 2019, actually. So my so Jim and I worked together for 25 years. And uh, then Jim, so it would have been my youngest son, Jeevan's senior year. We got beat in the semifinal in a great game uh, at Del Rapids. Uh, and then Del Rapids went on and beat Madison after we had beaten Madison the year before in the championship game. And then uh, I went five more years. Uh, and so I guess 2018 would yeah. have been my, I'm trying yeah. to think here. It's, it's time kind of crumples together. So I've been, this will be my second season since I've stepped away. 
Why um, did you step away? Was it was it uh, was it time? No, so that's a great question, and and I I I will answer that as honestly as I can as I've when anybody's ever asked it. So West Central still had a buyout, and so the buyout program at West Central works this way. I had to make a decision before I was 61 years old. And if I decide to leave, they would pay me 80% of my last salary to go away. Um, (laughs) And it's kind of a throwback to the old, uh, it was cheaper to hire new teachers than it was to keep old teachers. Now that's changed since the the new state stepped in. and, And so new teachers are making a little bit more money initially and stuff. But West Central still had that program. So... When I sat down with Lynette and looked at that uh, 80% and that one-time opportunity, I had already qualified for South Dakota retirement. And I looked at if I didn't take it, I was kind of committing to five more years. uh, And the difference that it would have made in my retirement check had I waited versus taking that cash when it was there, mm-hmm. uh, just it just didn't pencil out. So, you know, I, I, I tell people this is maybe one of the few times in my life where I actually made a decision based solely on, and, and selfishly, but solely on money. And it was just something I couldn't turn down. It was not that I was tired of coaching football or tired of West Central or in any way disgruntled or or not happy with my situation. It was purely a, a money situation. And so I did it. And, uh, I, I'm not going to lie to you. The last two, this last fall and this fall has been tough <laughs> to be on the sidelines and not be down where I feel comfortable being and doing what I felt comfortable doing. But, you know, that's life. And I guess everything has a shelf life and, and and that that's kind of a vision of what mine is right now. Coach Utah goes to the games too. Do you stand next to each other at games, or as far as part of, as possible, or uh... Uh, no? When when we can, uh, we stand together. <laughs> and uh, I, you know, a lot of times Lynette and I will sit in the stands. Although that is a stretch for me, I'm I'm not necessarily comfortable doing that, but. Uh, you know, we, if I see Jim, I definitely will go stand by him and we'll we'll reminisce and we'll talk. And but again, you know, we we had our opportunities and we had our time, and and now we've passed that torch on. And and so, I I just I like going back uh, to West Central. I love watching our kids because I still have connections with a lot of the kids there. I do some substitute teaching over at West Central now. That's part of my retirement gig. And uh, so I, I like to see them uh, achieve and be successful. But I've, we've also taken the opportunity to go, and Lynette and I have gone and watched. Uh, for example, we went and watched Brookings play Lennox because Brady Clark, the new coach at Brookings, was one of our boys. Uh, I'll go over to Canastota because I spent some significant time 
in the summers working with uh, the basketball teams over in Canasota and watch those kids, plus mm-hmm. they're co-opted with Freeman, which is another connection. So it's given us, I mean, it's certainly given us a, a certain amount of freedom to enjoy uh, a lot of different athletes. Last question for you, Kent. When I say the name Jim Utech, what pops into your mind immediately? Uh, uh, a, a big brother. Uh, you know, I grew up, I was the oldest of a family of, of four sisters plus myself. And, and so Jim, Jim has always been like a big brother to me. He's been a mentor. He's been a guide. Uh, it, you know, I, I, I laughed because I was, I was kind of thinking ahead to talking to you and there were plenty of times when we didn't like each other, <laughs> but at the end of the day, we loved each other, man. And, and I couldn't have, uh, what uh, the little things that I was able to accomplish was purely because of the things that Jim did and helped me with and guided me. And, and so I, I don't know. I mean, I, he, he is truly like a big brother to me. We've talked about dynasties in football in South Dakota from trip back in the Mid-80s, winning three in a row. Freeman, three in a row. Uh, Bridgewater, Emery, Ethan have won multiple titles. The Hamlins, uh, the Piers, the Sioux Falls, Washington. But nobody has done what West Central did. Uh, They win three in a row in the late 90s, and then they win six in a row in the early 2000s. Eventually, 15 appearances over 22 years in the Dome. Some great players. A lot of players went to play college. A lot of players racked up a lot of points and a lot of yardage, including a guy we're talking to right now. Number 33, he played 2002 to 2005, Chad Morrison. In fact, Chad is now an athletic trainer for West Central, and uh, that's just a great story. Chad, welcome to In Play. It brings back a few memories when you say number 33. (laughs) Yeah, glad to be here, and uh, thanks for having me. You know, your first run-in with Coach Jim Utech, uh, maybe you were you know, still in middle school or elementary school when you, when you saw Coach. What did you think of him right away when you first saw him? From the very beginning, he kind of has that intense look. And, you know, you know, you know he means the business you know, as a youngster. But, you know, definitely as you get a little bit older, you see a little bit different side of him too. But that initial impression is uh, he gets your attention. You know, that double wing was pretty popular for West Central with all those titles. Uh, that offense you were running when you were first putting pads on at West Central. Yeah, we, uh, you know, even starting off in junior football, we definitely had that Trojan formation down. Uh, my dad was our peewee coach growing up, so we, we ran that Trojan offense. And then as you get a little bit older, you kind of start developing a little bit more into that, the wing T there. Before you were on the varsity, West Central had already won like five championships over the years. Uh, what was it like being at West Central, wanting to play football, and knowing the success they had? You know, it was definitely exciting. You wanted to be a part of uh, that winning tradition. And when you got that opportunity, you wanted to be ready. You know, the whole town was kind of always behind us. You always kind of heard about it, but as you got a little bit older and closer to it, um, it started meaning a little bit more to you, and you just kind of hope you get that opportunity when you got there. 
opportunities uh, were great for you uh, on that offensive side of the ball. W- was there a chance that maybe you would only play offense or p- only play defense uh, for West Central? You know, I got my first opportunity as a special teams. I little bit freshman year, but even on sophomore as a, on the defensive side of things, you know, we created a lot of depth, um, a lot of different positions. But um, for me, I definitely wanted to play on both sides of the ball, and I was going to do what I could to hopefully get those opportunities. Talking with Chad Morrison, number 33 for West Central, a junior year, rushed for over 1,000 yards. Senior year, had over 800 rushing yards, but uh, everyone was handling the ball his senior year, but wins four titles in a row at uh, West Central as he joins us on EM Play. It was the mid-90s that Coach Utech kind of started uh, the full-time weight program. What was that like for you, knowing that you had to get into the weight room, not during the football season, but pretty much year-round? You know, it's always an important aspect in, in kind of developing, especially as a young kid, and, um, you know, getting exposed to those opportunities. And it's something that provides a, an opportunity to get a little bit better into that next level. Um, and I don't think it was a very popular thing in those mid-90s. You see it now, um, um, it, it's kind of all over the place. And, you know, it's kind of ironic now that I'm actually doing some of that strength conditioning stuff in the summer for those kids where it's almost a must and a have to. But, yeah, at, at that point in time, that, that wasn't always the case, you know, at other programs. In 2002, that was your first title uh, on the varsity. That would have been their third straight and then there would be three more after that. Was there pressure at all that you thought about during those years that you got to go back and win another title? You know, it's always on your mind, you know, but it's, it's more or less a goal and kind of an expectation. You know, I don't, you know, I can't speak for everybody, but our class and kind of, you know, the people around us is that, you know, you didn't really think about losing necessarily. You're just doing what you had to do to win. And, you know, you just kind of focused on on that more or less than, you know, the woulda, coulda, shoulda, and just try to focus on what's going to take to, to win this week and just kind of let that snowball from there. Who was your biggest rival when you were at West Central? You had a lot of success <laughs> against them, but who was it? Was it Dell Rapids? Uh, Dell Rapids would be right in there. Uh, we always kind of battled coming up through. Uh, Lennox had some good teams in that mix as well. Um, a team that we really ran into my, my junior was Tri-Valley. They had a uh, kind of an out, outstanding senior-led team with a lot of good players that kind of went on to play that next level. They were, I mean, they were, they were tough in those years as well. You shut them out in your junior year for the title. Yeah, we got, you know, fortunate enough there to, to put up the zero spot on them and fortunate enough to score a couple times too. I mean, and probably a lot of our years, you kind of lopsided – victories that would be by far one of the, the closest matches and uh, I mean they were they're an outstanding team that year what about that the double wing um, so not a lot of schools run the double wing the schools that run it though run it very well <laughs> what was it like being a part of that double wing formation at West Central well as a running back and, and you can still kind of hear it today is if you don't get the ball you better act like you got the ball you know, and if you don't have the ball and you're not faking it, you better be able to block. You know, so it's great when you get that opportunity to get the ball in your hand because you got, you know, guys going in different spots, but you can't be one dimensional as well. You got to be able to, got to be able to block. You got to be able to carry out a fake. 
Um, but at the same time, it was, I mean, it was exciting. You know, you knew you were going to run the ball. And as a running back, it doesn't get much better than that. And you knew you were going to get your opportunities because um, we always had a great, great line. I definitely did my junior and senior year in those years, and uh, they provide a lot of opportunities for us. Who had uh, more intensity during a game, your offensive coordinator, Jim Utek, or your defensive coordinator, Kent Mueller? <laughs> you got a quarter you can flip for me? That, that's, uh, that's a tough one because uh, they, they both brought that intensity and, um, you know, in kind of different ways. You know, I, I would say during the game, Utech's going to be a little bit more calm when it gets to it. Uh, during the week, not so much. But Mueller, if uh, if you didn't do what was asked, you, you're going to know about it. And, uh, he, you know, they both expected excellence from you and expected you to do your job. How did you stay motivated um, as a football player? Uh, me personally, as, I would say I'm more intrinsically motivated there where me personally, I just want to be the best. You know, I didn't know if I could ever be the best at um, at my position, my sport, or at, at even at my school, but that's what I thrive for. I wanted to be the best player I could be, and I wanted to be that guy uh, for my teammates. And, you know, and that, that's kind of what drove me, um, you know, along with, with winning. You know, you, you do all that stuff, you get the opportunities to win. And if you do it enough times, a lot of times good things happen for you. Chad, apparently athletics has been so much for you that you decided to get into the profession of being a certified athletic trainer. When did that first come into your mind that maybe you wanted to be a part of high school programs and be a trainer? Yeah, that's a great question, and it kind of goes both ways. You know, we had a great athletic trainer uh, by the name of Terry Truex uh, from OI that was our uh, AT when we were growing up, and he's also a West Central alum there, too. But sometimes you got to get hurt, unfortunately, to get to know the athletic trainer. <laughs> and I kind of had a couple, nothing too serious in high school, a little bit. Um, but then even in college, I kind of uh, experienced the athletic training room a few times. And, you know, you kind of get used to that rehab, rehab process. And it kind of got me introduced to it. But there's no better way to continue being around athletics and young kids than um, to get into athletic training, it kind of brought those those two things together for me. And you go back to your alma mater. You were doing it at West Central. Yeah, I, I feel really, really fortunate to do that. You know, I could be at a lot of different places, but to have that and to be back at West Central and being part of that community again is pretty awesome. When you're walking by the trophy case and you see those four titles that you were, do you, do you point? Do you wink at those titles I, when you go by? <laughs> I, I wouldn't say I point. Um, you know they're there, and it's pretty cool to, to be a part of that history. And, you know, a lot of that stuff kind of takes care of itself, and it, it's just nice to know that you were able to be a part of that and be a part of something pretty special. Last one for you, Chad. When you think about high school football in South Dakota, a lot of, a lot of schools are doing a lot what West Central started back in the mid-'90s. What do you see with football now in South Dakota and how it's how it's played across the state? Well, it's definitely changed. That's you know that's for sure. Uh, it's kind of getting more spread out, a little bit more airing it out too. But you know, everything kind of comes back full circle too, where you're going to get more of the everybody gets pretty familiar with the with the pass, and you kind of come back with the run. But I, I think football is definitely strong. 
right now. I think the numbers are down a little bit, but I think that'll that'll kind of come back up and um, hope the hope the sport continues to grow. I can't see West Central going four wide uh, with Chad Morrison in the lineup. I mean, there's there's uh, there's times where I think it'd been pretty cool to go off for a pass, but <laughs> but it it worked, so I got uh, I got no regrets there. How many receptions did you have in your career? I probably had I don't know probably six. Six. They did, they did a fullback. They did fullback passes to me, <laughs> and then when we did it, it, it worked. <laughs> You know, in, in college, it was, it was crazy to go up there and actually see uh, one game where I caught seven passes in one game. So I think I uh, surpassed my high school total. If you like what you're hearing, please give us a five-star review on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. It helps us gain new listeners. This has been In Play with me, Craig Madden. This is a production of South Dakota Public Broadcasting.